Welcome. Thank you. I've been calling this Awake with Javon. And Awake uh, with Javon. That's right. Oh, I love that. I love I didn't even know the name until right this second. This and it. I actually really like that name. Wow. Today we have you, Donella Trammell. Ta-da! And uh, Donella, uh, you are a life coach. Mm-hmm. And you're here as a... Uh, a uh, a mouthpiece, uh, uh, a vessel that that you've said before that you you channel God. God talks to you all the time mm-hmm. as a, a person of, of service. Yeah. As uh, inviting people into this lovely space. Thank you. Yeah, I would say more specifically Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. He is the voice that I hear that just helps helps me enlighten people and show yeah. Him His love and help people break through fear and transform and kind of get into new spaces and places of faith and understanding who Jesus really is, not the Jesus maybe they were told when they were growing up that was more religious and controlling because he's not. So people have come here and Mm -hmm. received physical healing, emotional healing, mental healing. Yes, yes. Uh, People have come to get relationship problems solved yeah and they maybe have got that but so much more a lot more a lot more yeah have you have you found that when people come for for help that uh the help that they want is just the usually the catalyst that gets us moving for the help that we need yes i think most people come in because there's some pain that they're carrying that's Uh sabotaging their next step whether it be romantic relationship, whether it be with mom or dad, whether it be with children, whether it be with their career. So the catalyst is, I have a block, something's stopping me, something's sabotaging me, I'm really tired of this obstacle, yeah. maybe I'll go see a life coach. But what's interesting though is it's all referral only, so 100% of the time, this is what I've experienced, whoever refers the person to come never tells them anything. So they come in kind of naively thinking just generic life coach, maybe just business coach, Uh but they have no clue who my source is. 99% of the time they don't realize Jesus Christ is prophetically speaking to me and through me. Uh They are not expectant of a spiritual element. Mm -hmm. Um, Often they come in and it's, they're not religion anyway. They, I've had atheists here. I've had all religions, Catholics, Jews. New Age, athe- you know, atheist and even um, witchcraft. Mm. So they'll come in unbeknownst to them who my source is and what's going on, but each person uniquely comes into an experience with him and it doesn't feel like persuasion or, or they feel they're needing to convert or do anything. They just experience his pure love through the words he gives me to tell them. Mm-hmm. That's the best way I can explain that. So what is it, the difference you think that a lot of people have with, uh, with God and Jesus in particular, Jesus Christ? Uh, what, what's the difference of the, the Jesus that you know and experience mm-hmm. than what, what the people who resist Jesus and, and, and that whole thing? Because yeah. I would imagine if people experience what you experience, yeah. no one would resist. Right communion with, right. with this Jesus. <laughs> so tell us about this Jesus. <laughs> this is where I get emotional. Um, 
I would say most people have been taught that um, God, Jesus, um, is controlling and judgmental and disappointed all the time. And that he's always looking at what people are doing wrong and what they should be doing better. And people have been taught that as if God is walking around trying to find people who are doing good enough to earn his attention. Mm -hmm. And that's terribly inaccurate. It's where the Jesus that I know, all he cares about is that everyone knows how much he loves them and that he's so eager for everyone to walk in the radical freedom that he's already laid his life down for. And the only thing that I see that bums them out is people not capturing all the freedom that they have right at their fingertips. Mm -hmm. That's it. He's never actually ever saying anything like, I can't believe you do this, or I can't believe they don't get it yet. Mm -hmm. He's never ever saying anything negative like that about anyone. He's Mm -hmm. always just revealing to me when someone sits in front of me, he's always revealing to me all the beautiful traits that they have, all of their talent and skill. Um, He reveals the pain that they carry and how he can take that away in a moment. He um, reveals often um, some pain that was in their early childhood. He'll show me vividly what happened. So it's what I would call the gift of prophecy. It's where God um, speaks to me and Jesus will reveal to me like past hurt, present obstacle, and future hope. Mm-hmm. And it's really his best way I can say about prophecy. The definition of prophecy is um, God speaking out his heart's desire mm-hmm. for the person in front of me. And so I just sit and listen and I listen to the person. I listen to God kind of at the same time. And I'm able to track, which I know is supernatural because I'm able to hear both both uh-huh. at the same time but it's really just um, me being a mouthpiece to express God's heart's desire yeah. for the person and his desire is always that everybody's set free he's desire that no one has fear of failing or fear of the future or fear of anything yeah. his desire is that everybody soars and lives abundantly and has more than provision so much that they can freely give away and not worry about surviving on their own right so there's just all this good news right that most people do not know yeah mm-hmm. yeah we're sitting in a in an office in beverly hills 90210 yeah <laughs> yeah we are <laughs> the the unlikely place for a yeah um a jesus healer yeah maybe unlikely i don't know yeah for well, stereotypical it is minister. you're right you're right it's one of those that i've learned about him is that the kingdom of god is so um, extravagant and abundant that there's more than enough for all of us. It was all intended for all of us to live abundantly. And I've learned from him that that extravagance and abundance and more than enough provision was intended for all. When people experience like almost like a sense of like, wait a minute, why don't I have enough? Or why not this? Or why not that? It's never from God withholding. It's always where each person has to take a look at what is their relationship with money? Is money their sense of security? Is Mm -hmm. that who their God is? 
And I've learned that God does not want to withhold any good thing. At the same time, he's not so unwise of a, of a, of a good dad that he would throw money at a situation where someone is idolizing money. It's like when someone's idolizing money and that is their God, it is not God saying, well, I'm withholding with you. It's they, they are the ones limiting receiving from God in abundance because they're looking to money as their God. So it's, mm. I've seen that people block themselves from the radical receiving of God, not God withholding, it's them blocking because a lot of people block the intimacy of God, the love of God. They take matters in their own hands and they, um, I would just say they idolize people, places, things. They just take their security and put it into all these other things. And it's just my goal is to introduce people as Jesus Christ as their idol, Jesus Christ as their anchor, Jesus Christ as their savior, and Jesus Christ as their provider. And that he can orchestrate all of it on mm. their behalf. And they don't have to kick and scream and blood, sweat, and tears and strive and make it happen. But rather, he is enough to make it all happen. Mm. Yeah. Now, there's a lot uh, of people that come in and have a bad experience with who they think Jesus is. Or right. who they think that uh, the, the organization, the earth organization called Christianity yeah. is... Yeah. Uh, and a lot of it, from my experience, has to do with uh, fear yeah. and manipulation. Yes. Uh, does does uh, how much of that is uh, do you think is something that we should accept? Because you know, I grew, I grew up in a uh, in a Christian family, yeah. and uh, I was a Christian minister by, by vocation for for many years. Yeah. And one of the things that that I would get a lot of pushback on and that I had challenge with is the motivation of, of fear. Yeah. Do this because bad things are going to happen to you if you don't, basically. Yeah. Now, is, is that in line with Jesus' heart? No. No, not at all. That's called a spirit of fear. And there couldn't be, some, there couldn't be something more dark and more sinister or more manipulative is a spirit of fear. That's why Jesus, that's why it's like, that's why it's like he said and he will continue to say is that I did not give you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. That is the truth. Mm -hmm. And I asked him, I said, power, love, and a sound mind. He didn't give us a spirit of fear, but he gave power, love, sound mind. And I remember hearing him laugh. He kind of chuckled and he said, yeah, the Trinity. I gave you the Trinity. You got the fullness of God instead of a spirit of fear. And I'm like, oh, power. He says, yeah, the dunamis power of the Holy Spirit, the love of the Father, and a sound mind, me, Jesus Christ. You have all three of us. You have the fullness of God. You have the whole Trinity, not a spirit of fear. Mm -hmm. It is a spirit. It's an entity. It's dark and it's manipulative, and we have nothing to do with it. And when you hear fear of God, fear of God doesn't mean spirit of fear, 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 tremble, fear, fear. Oh my God, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? The wrath of God. That's absolute ridiculous. Fear of God means reverence, respect, honor. And that doesn't mean something that he is demanding. It's something that he actually commands naturally from us when we realize the love that he has for us. I just naturally have reverence. I naturally have 
the fear of God, but not the fear of what we think fear is. Fear is strictly respect. Mm. I respect God because he's easy to respect. He's easy to love, but not because I feel obligated or that something's going to happen to me. Not at all. He is the only one that's faithfully rescued me out of every situation emotionally. It's torment that the fear brings, and he just brings me peace and freedom instantly when I'm willing to trade out my thoughts and say, could you just take my thoughts over? Because right now I'm feeling anxiety. Could you just take over? And instantly I'll feel peace. Mm. That's why often when Jewish people come in who do not follow Christ and don't even feel like the Messiah has even come yet, right? Mm. I introduce them to Jesus as the Prince of Peace. Mm. And I say, I know it might be hard to call upon Yeshua, Jesus, but would you consider putting him on probation for two weeks? Mm. And that you wake up every day and ask for the Prince of Peace to come into your home Mm -hmm. and commune with you and see what happens? And they're like, I could do Prince of Peace, but I can't say Jesus. And I said, that's okay. He knows who he is. And I said, he knows who you are. And often since he reveals secrets about people, they can't argue with what I say that I can hear. They can't argue that that's not true. And then I'm like, yeah, it's because Jesus knows you. Whether you believe in him, he believes in you. Mm -hmm. And he's telling me these things and they're like, wow, how did you know that I had a yellow dress on when I was six years old and that's the day that da da da. And I go, oh, it's just he's been tracking you from day one and he loves you. And they're like, well, I'll give Prince of Peace a, a shot. <laughs> and often they'll come back yeah. and say, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a whole like deconstructing, uh-huh. a lot of deconstructing doctrines, false doctrines, um, just religious spin. Jesus um, had a lot of arguments, if not most, with religious people mm-hmm. when he walked the earth, Sadducees and the Pharisees. They, what I would say is nothing, they were nothing short of being manipulated themselves by what I call a spirit of religion. Mm-hmm. And a spirit of religion, again, is, is just as sinister as the spirit of fear. The spirit of murder, the spirit of lust, they're all equal. The spirit of religion is as dark, as evil, as twisted. Mm-hmm. And so that's who what he... What is that? What's the spirit of religion? Spirit of religion is just another, um, another scheme, plot, wiles of darkness the enemy um there is an enemy there is opposition his name is satan he is real i've dealt with demonic forces that have tried to come against me i've dealt with demonic forces that actually manifest through humans Mm -hmm. yes exorcism deliverance whatever you want to call it it does exist i've dealt with that Mm -hmm. where a voice will a man's voice will come out of a woman's body Mm-hmm. And I realize spirit of fear is manifesting through her. Mm-hmm. And I command it to leave in the name of Jesus. And it goes. Mm-hmm. I mean, all that kind of comes with the program. It's real. There is dark and light. There is Satan. And um, he's, not a, he's not a big challenge. If we really think about it, there's the full trinity, the fullness of God. And then the devil is one fallen angel. Mm-hmm. How is that a contest? Mm. There is no contest. But he's got minions Mm -hmm. and a spirit of fear and a spirit of religion. They're all manipulative forces Mm -hmm. to try to taint people from the truth. Mm -hmm. And that's really what this whole, the whole opposition is. What is Dark's job to do? To veer us all away from the truth. Mm -hmm. And who do I see Jesus Christ to be? The absolute truth. So I just want to bring people into the truth so they can be set free. 
and everything else short of that is lies and manipulation and there's so many variables on lies and manipulation but that's what darkness is mm -hmm. that's why to keep it real simple I don't even need to use the uh, title Satan or the devil or the enemy but the best way I can explain him to anyone of any walk he's the father of lies and Jesus Christ is the truth and if you want to agree and believe with lies about yourself, lies about your future, lies about your relationship, if you want to agree with lies, then you're entering into an agreement with the enemy himself and opposition, and you'll see defeat. But if you want to refute lie and only agree and believe with what is true, and they're like, well, how do I know it's him talking? How do I know it's God talking? How do I know I'm listening clearly? And I said, oh, don't worry about that. As long as it's uplifting and hopeful and encouraging, I want you to always assume it's him mm -hmm. because he's so good that he's got your back either way. God says, and he has said to me over and over again, he says, it's your faith that pleases me, not your accuracy. Mm -hmm. He goes, assume it's me every time if it's encouraging and hopeful and kind and loving. And if it's defeating and anxious, always know it's not me. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't condemn. I don't, I don't bring guilt or shame. I don't do anything to cause panic or to react quickly or to, oh no, or he says, that's not me. Know so my nature. Tune into our feelings. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, if you're feeling uplifted and all that, many people say, oh, is that too good to be true? Is that wishful thinking? Is that, is that me just convincing myself that God is saying, and it's really just me. And I've always heard God say, oh, let them assume it's me. I can step in agreement with them. I love my children so much that they can think I said 20,000 and I only said 8,000. I'll make it 20,000 every time. I want to bless them and encourage their listening and their hearing. I'm not hung up if it's accurate and perfect. Mm -hmm. I want to bless them to keep wanting to believe that they're hearing. So he said, there are many times that just assume it's me every time. He goes, and, and guess what? You'll never even know if it was me or if it was you, and it won't matter either way, because I've got you so good, mm -hmm. you won't even know the difference. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the body of Christ, a lot of people are so worried about getting it wrong. What if I hear wrong and I tell somebody, the gift of prophecy was supposed to be an everyday skill for all of us. Mm -hmm. We were all supposed to cruise around and just prophesy over one another, which is to affirm and to exalt and to encourage and to just speak out the good news. And also we are here to correct one another, but correction in prophecy, correction, it always feels hopeful and loving and kind, even in its correction. And so we were all supposed to do that as an everyday skill, but many, many, most are so scared of getting it wrong and giving false hope. Mm and letting people down, and that is a whole issue of itself. Mm -hmm. Fear can't take place when you're helping people to follow the Lord. You can't, fear has no place. You, you can't carry yeah. fear of disapproval, fear of getting it wrong. It's, it's constricting. Yeah. You can't let, yeah. you won't let the power of God flow. Yeah, exactly. So you you have uh, extraordinary giftings, I would say, for you to be able to get yeah. words of knowledge and details about people's life when they're kids and yeah. uh, to be able to be a part of someone being physically healed, to be able to be a part of yeah. uh, bringing people from a place of constricting fear mm -hmm. to abundant faith and connection with God. And that's, yeah. that's a... 
that's an incredible place to be. Yeah. Now, what, has this been like a gift since you were a kid, or no, how did I, this happen? I don't. Um, I would say that for me, my catalyst for wanting to kind of come to Jesus and figure out who is Jesus and be open to Him and you know, really surrender my life to Him was I went through a very, very painful divorce, mm-hmm. and the pain was grueling, and it was where. I was like, you know, I really want to be out of this pain, and I also don't want to repeat this again, Mm. where I have another failed romantic relationship. I have another heartbreak from a man. I just, I really want to stop the madness. And I really started diving into just speaking and saying, Jesus, I want to know the fullness of who you are. I want to know the fullness of who God is completely. I want to understand this Trinity thing, three and one, one and three. I mean, what does that all mean? Like, who's the Holy Spirit? Who is the Heavenly Father? Who is Jesus Christ? What roles do y'all play? And just, I just really, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. what the heck's going on? And I also just want to get out of the pain. Mm -hmm. So if you all can get me out of the pain, I'm in. And I just instantly felt the presence of peace, which was kind of like the first tangible thing. Mm -hmm. And then I started being led to read certain books. Um, The Bible came later, really, because it was the Holy Spirit I was really learning to know almost instantly after I prayed that it was all like I felt like I was supposed to get to know the Holy Spirit who is the Holy Spirit what's the Holy Spirit and the Bible came later where he would have me read the Bible but it was to confirm what he already just told me it was like a fun way to confirm that I was hearing and it was just a confirmation tool as opposed to me just opening up the Bible going, where do I start? New Testament, Old Testament, the book of John. It was like, it wasn't like that. It was like, he's like, get to know the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit will change your life. And I'm like, where I do, what do I do with, and then it was where a friend, of course, is how God works with me, is a friend called and said, hey, I have this book by Bill Johnson. He's a pastor at Bethel. Um, I want you to read this book. I think you'll like it called When Heaven Invades Earth. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. So I read it, and it was where it illuminated the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And what does that mean? And so I learned that the Holy Spirit has gifts that He wants to give all of us. And one of it's the gift of prophecy, and the gift of evangelism, and teaching, and preaching, and healing. And there's all these gifts. And I was like, the gift of speaking in tongues. And I was like, whoa, what's all, okay. And then it was the fruits of the Spirit, peace and patience. We all know that peace and patience and kindness and self-control. So I was like, oh, okay. So I went to bed one night and I said, Holy Spirit, I ask that you would gift me with all your gifts and I want all your fruit and I don't want one, but I want everything. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I prayed that, I woke up at 3.45 that later, that next, you know, the morning, in the middle of the night, 3.45 the next day. And I woke up and I just started speaking in a foreign language, just instantly. And I was like, whoa, is this the gift of tongue? What is this? And it sounded like Hebrew. It sounded Hebrew. And I was like kind of tripping out, but it was God's clever way of saying, let me give you something so tangible that it's inarguable that your prayer was answered, that I'm gonna start with a foreign language, your prayer language, the gift of tongue. All gift of tongues means is, a spirit language that your spirit 
is speaking, your spirit is praying, your spirit is singing, whatever. Mm -hmm. That's all that really is. It sounds weird to be on a gift of tongues. What the heck is that? It's just a your spirit woman, your spirit man rises up and it communicates. And so I just started like, I just went on and on and on and on. And I was like, woo. And I'm like, okay, that kind of gives me some increased faith that something happened. And what happened with that, that's grown since then. I have multiple languages, heavenly languages, all good for um, praying, interceding for people, uh, getting close with God, um, praying over Israel at times. It's just this like untainted communication line that has me completely removed out of my head completely and just 100% in the spirit doing whatever God wants to do or that's kind of what that was but that's where it started mm -hmm. and then it grew from I went to work and I was sitting in front of some clients some customers and I instantly knew their whole story and I didn't know what was going on exactly yeah. this is when you're in corporate world so yeah when I was in the corporate world I just started going to work and sitting down with them oh. and I, I was in a situation where I was one-on-one -on -one like this and I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I kind of know a lot more about this person than I should. Uh -huh. And then when I would kind of speak it out, they would be vulnerable with me and be like, yeah, that's true. How did you know that? And they're like, are you clairvoyant? Are you a psychic? Yeah. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't know. Think so. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then I was like, oh, I'm being, oh, prophecy must have come my way with that prayer of the Holy Spirit. Uh -huh. Yeah. And so, so you're putting together the pieces from some language from the book. Yeah, I was like, because the book "When Heaven Invades Earth" was just um, Bill Johnson, this pastor, illuminating his journey with the power of the Holy Spirit, understanding, walking with the healing of the Holy Spirit. That he just saw a lot of miracles, a lot of really neat miracles that were happening in the physical body. Mm -hmm. And so, when I asked for everything, um, God answered. And it, I don't believe that in any way that I am elect or select in any way. I truly believe I have operated in every gift because I asked for it. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe that churches often give tests, like these tests to everyone. Hey, let's do a gift test. You got one in healing and a 10 in hospitality. Uh -huh. You got four in prophecy and you've got you know five in serving. I actually... I'm not saying I'm against it. I'm only for it to open the conversation. I'm not for it to leave it there. Yeah. I believe we're all 10 out of 10. Mm -hmm. We just ask. Yeah. That's it. Would you say that you have to engage in it too? Act on it? Yeah. I, I think that, I think it's, I think part of it is being, um, being bold and courageous in just exercising it. Mm -hmm. But, I feel like I've completely shortcutted everything I've ever done and how I do that is Jesus give me your boldness that I can do this Jesus mm. give me your um, your your level of courage your level of faith Jesus give me your level of love that I can even have the compassion needed for this person Jesus I am always shortcutting the system I have zero in me naturally to do or be any of this. Mm -hmm. My natural way, I know who I am naturally. Mm -hmm. I'm naturally just kind of like a go-getter businesswoman who's looking to just build an empire and just ego out of my own strength, um, never really like 
wife-like or even maternal. Like, I know who I was. Yeah. I know who I, who my natural self is. But when I received Christ's supernatural strength and being coming one with him, I became so many things I didn't, didn't think I could. Mm-hmm. And I really like who I am supernaturally. I love who I am supernaturally because it's it blows my mind. I'm like, oh wow, Jesus really makes me look good. Yeah. Because I know that I know that I know I ain't that empathetic, <laughs> or I know that I don't. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. not that powerful. So do you think anybody can do that? Yes. And just sit, just start asking Jesus to help them. Yes, and I've seen it over. What are we? Six, seven. I started this in '04. Yeah. So 16 years later. I have seen people start out just asking Jesus to reveal Himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I encourage and, everyone. And you were telling, you were saying earlier how the uh, the Jewish person might might uh, call him Prince of Peace, yeah, or Yeshua as yeah. their original pronunciation. So does it does it matter what you call him as much as you know? Yeah, you know what? That's a great question. I I. I see the grace that God has for all where they're at in their journey. And I love how flexible he is in just whom you call him to be. But I won't mince words. Jesus Christ of Nazareth is the one and only source that I'm speaking of. Mm-hmm. There is no generic where this person's, this religion's God is the same as this God and this religion's God is that. It's not true. Mm-hmm. So he is flexible in the name he's called whether it be prince of peace whether it be yeshua whether it be jesus whether it be but it's the one whom we call if that makes sense Mm. so i don't know if that answers your question i know that um the jewish community has come in here and of course it's understandable that they would not call upon jesus christ of nazareth that makes no sense with what they have learned and what they've been taught but when they ask upon Prince of Peace, he shows up and many of them have come back and say, he literally revealed himself. I literally saw him. He manifested right before my eyes. Mm-hmm. I've heard those stories. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa, okay, what, what'd you see? He looked like what it was in the pictures where he's like wearing like this hood and kind of like this like drapey outfit, but it was like a hood. And his eyes were like bright, and he had a beard and sandals. <laughs> yeah. And he said he was Jesus. And I'm like, yeah, sounds right. <laughs> and so he does all the work. Like when I had a gal here that practiced witchcraft, she rolls in thinking that I'm just a life coach. I mean, just a like, I'm gonna help her with her business. And she sat down and like within like six minutes, I'm like, oh, wow, you're tormented by fear. How do you think that happened? And she's like, oh, well, I practice witchcraft and sometimes it comes against me. It retaliates. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess witchcraft's not really working that well. I mean, if you're being tormented, she goes, yeah, I guess it's not working that well. And I'm like, hey, what if you, would you be open if I asked Jesus Christ to sit on the couch with you and see what happens. And she's like, all right, go for it. And I'm like, Jesus, will you sit on the couch right now and 
reveal yourself in the way that you want to reveal yourself to this woman I won't say names and she goes like this it was no joke I, after right after I said it she just goes oh my god she goes oh my god I feel an arm come around me I feel an embrace and I'm like just sink in and then she's like she closed her eyes and she's like oh my god he's beautiful oh my god he's beautiful and she just had this whole love encounter that was physical and it was everything and I didn't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. So what I've learned is he faithfully does his thing however he needs to do per person. I am just here to kind of start the ball rolling mm -hmm. and I'll speak what I'm to speak, I'll pray what I'm to pray, I'll sit back and just kind of watch the God show I feel like. Mm -hmm. I really do feel like that's all I'm really doing. So I in no way feel this is something that's just me or for me. There, mm -hmm. I believe with all, all my heart that everybody that walks this earth has ability to walk in all these things and help each other and serve one another in this way. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like it has nothing to do with me. So why don't more people have these kind of experiences? Or do they, we um, don't know about them? Or? I think there are definitely people out there, but I would say the majority doesn't. And I think it's just um, fear. People fear getting it wrong. People fear hearing wrong. People fear trusting God. People fear entrusting something they cannot see or understand. Mm -hmm. I think the whole world's riddled with fear and judgment and that's where division and the breakdown of the globe is, is yeah. everybody's judging one another, everybody's fighting and everybody's offended and I think offense comes from judgment and judgment comes from fearing what you do not understand. Mm -hmm. So your fear is a good segue into your no plan plan. Yeah. Because I think it seems like just thinking about humans in my life, there's a certain place of stepping into the unknown or having the no plan plan that's necessary to have something right. different than what we've always had. You know, you're right about that. So yeah. Tell us about your, your no plan plan and, and why that's so important in, in your current capacity to help people. Yeah, I would say that I would say that absolutely when I was speaking about the catalyst of this pain I was going through in this 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 sad divorce is that my whole conversation with God was, Hey, I really want to know the fullness of who you are and I really want to get out of the pain that in that it was where I kind of felt this nudge that I was supposed to leave my job as I knew it and that I was supposed to just leave the job, trust God and literally did that. And then on the first day after the two week notice given and the first day and I, was, I had no job and I had no paycheck to rest upon and I oh. had no, that I literally remember waking up and I remember the Lord saying, now you're on the no plan plan. <laughs> yeah. And he just said, follow me and every day I'll show you the way. And that's kind of how this whole thing grew. Uh, but how long ago was that? It was in April of 04 uh -huh. is when he just challenged me. He said, if you're willing to leave security uh -huh. as you know it, financially and otherwise, you will be more secure than you've ever been in your life mm -hmm. because there is a false sense of security with money in the bank, being on a payroll, mm -hmm. 
there's a false sense of security in a lot of things. Right. And he said, you'll be more secure and financially free if you're willing to walk away from all of it and trust me implicitly and follow my lead. You will see. And I thought, you know what? I told him that I would give my whole life to him if he got me out of the pain. I'm feeling pretty pain-free. He did a pretty cool job. Well, he did a good job there. I didn't think I could get out of the broken heart that I had. Huh. I guess maybe I'll I'll run this plan and yeah. Let's see what happens. And so I did. I gave my 2-week notice and after that was over and I woke up like I said that day, he said, "Follow me." And he says, "You're on the no plan plan and I will provide for you in ways you cannot imagine and I will um give you each each step of the way and I'll be your daily bread." And I was like, okay, and just roll with it. <laughs> right. But I will say, his his breaking, him mending my broken heart, and holding that end of the bargain, and me saying, "Get me out of this," and I lay my life. That really was the beginning of showing me the the extent of his love and his consistency. And so, it was the best decision I ever made, because at that point, I became employed by the kingdom of God. And at that point, he has been my employer ever since. Mm-hmm. And so he he is better than any employer I've ever worked for. And he's, he's, he's gosh, he's very, very generous. And he increases my provision and he increases the gifting. I mean, he's a good employer. I've actually had conversations with him as an employer. And that's what's so rad about God. It's not just the Trinity, the variation of who God is. Like I've literally sat in my spirit and have sat at like a round table and have sat with them as my employer mm-hmm. and has literally talked to me about what benefits do you want? What increase in pay do you want? Um, what more would you like? Do you want to change the platform of a couch setting? Do you want to change? Do you want to go into a different platform? Like he is so crazy big that he's always trying to like encourage me to ask for more and um, ask for more platforms and more access and more that. I'm just like, wow, I never thought of that. Okay, okay. Well, let's do this. I want to double my pay and I want a free, often I'll be like, I want something free, just something that just comes out of nowhere and it's just free, unheard of. And he's like, okay. So I really learned that, oh, I'm an, I, I am employed by the kingdom of God. I can sit down with God as my employer. We can have a sit down of what we're going to do for the next year uh-huh. and, and, and cash into my uh, pay raises. And all that. Yeah. Yeah. So I treat it that way and it's gone really well that way. Mm. Yeah. Do you think surrender has uh, a key, a key, uh, is a key element in, in this progression that you've made and, yeah. and, uh, and, and what are you surrendering you think to make it to make it work because I've heard that uh, yeah I mean, what does that what does that look like for you what does that look like a hundred percent of the time it's never changed what that looks like my mindset uh-huh. that's it really? I have literally learned that every single day I have to wake up and this does not sustain me literally I, I have to do the same thing every day because at the end of the day it expires. So I have to re-up. So I, I would say for me and for anyone who actually wants to surrender their life or surrender whatever it is, is that it's all about changing the way they think. It's all about the mindset. So for me, I have to wake up every single morning before I look at my phone 
before I engage my mind in anything, like looking at text through the night, online banking, even looking in the mirror. I don't even wanna, I don't wanna stimulate my mind. If I wake up every morning and I say, Jesus, come sit with me and remind me of who I am mm -hmm. and remind me of who you are and then give me the gift and the ability to believe it's true. Mm -hmm. And then all day, every thought that comes that's not loving, kind, affirming, that's hopeful, I have to say tradesies. And that's just a word him and I came up with that I give a lot away to my, my the people that come in is tradesies. I just say any thought that comes that's just not in alignment with his nature and the kindness of who he is, I say tradesies, tradesies, tradesies. So I have to spend all day refuting and blocking and squashing those thoughts mm -hmm. and what I've learned is uh, my brain trains pretty quickly and I think all of us are really created to have a habitual way of thinking and since we're habitual it's like well if that ain't working for you let's create a new habit 21 days is not pretty typical mm -hmm. so for me I started doing that way back and in about 21 days in it, it felt like it was a default or a like it cemented as more of a habit to do this so I feel like every morning as a habit Jesus come and remind me of who I am who you are and give me the ability to believe it's true and it's a habit for me to respond to negative thinking as like a foreigner as as unusual as what's this as opposed to the normal way of thinking because I know back when I was trying to get out of the pain program that was the first thing he revealed to me was he says, your mental inventory is more negative than you even know. I don't even have room in there to speak. I don't have room in there for you to hear. He says, all day is defeat. Mm -hmm. And he says, and you wake up putting out fires from the time that you arise. How do I even have a chance to set the tone? Mm -hmm. So that's when early on, my instruction was for life homework for life was no give me a moment give me 10 minutes five minutes your first breath your first moment your first tithe of the day rise up and invite me that i may set the tone of the day that i might renew your mind and just set set it straight so what was happening to me by asking him that it was where i was like oh this is what it means to be identified in jesus christ because it's like i'd read the bible before and it talks about the identity of Jesus or it talks about holding all thoughts captive unto the obedience of Jesus Christ or do not be conformed to this world but but transformed by the renewing of your mind or pull down all arguments that try to exalt itself above the truth of God like all these scriptures and I was like oh duh tradesies oh you know what I mean like that was the other thing I learned about his nature he's super super cool about simplifying the significance of the gospel in everyday verbiage paraphrasing it's like he's taken so much significance and turned it into being so easy and palatable mm -hmm. that i call him like pocket prayers he's always giving me quick pocket prayers that he takes everything and makes it super succinct that i can recall what to pray what to say and what to share but tradesies really is a bunch of scriptures all put together mm -hmm. And that's just basically take all my thoughts captive, man. So you, your trigger would, I would assume, be back to your feelings when you're feeling uh, what's not 
grace and love and, yeah. and abundance. Yeah. It's your your trigger that you got another thought, another program running. Yes. And then you can just you can just say the prayer, the pocket prayer, tradesies. I do tradesies. Um, one that actually covers literally, like if this was the only prayer I could have for the rest of my life, I'll take it. And the prayer is, it's um, all controlling spirits. So we'll just say all controlling spirits. So because anything anything outside of God is trying to control us. Mm-hmm. So this is just a. This 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 will do it for life. All controlling spirits, I submit you under my feet. Jesus, come and take everything under your control. Mm-hmm. Trade out all my thoughts for your thoughts only, mm-hmm. and fill me up with your love. And if that's all I could utter, that would carry me for the rest of my life through eternity, mm-hmm. because it's basically talking all things that are trying to control, bombard cause anxiousness, rob my peace, I submit you under my feet. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus, come, I trust you, I know you, I love you, and you're only filled with good, good intent, you're mm-hmm. filled with love, you're for me, you want me to be free, how about you take everything under your control, mm-hmm. and then I want to get all my thoughts aligned with your thoughts only, because your thoughts are rad. As the word says, I have more good thoughts about you than the sands of the seashore. Well, I want to hear about all those good thoughts because I need a whole lot of good thoughts to get me out of my old negative defeat. Mm-hmm. So all your thoughts for my thoughts, or my thoughts for your thoughts only. And then it's fill me up with your love because what he showed me was his love is the greatest weapon of warfare in all the earth. And I'm like, your love, rad. Okay, I could never love like you naturally. So how about you fill me up with your love and such a measure beyond measure that I can even get this job done to love people, serve mm-hmm. people, to have patience for people. Mm-hmm. To me, that's not really natural to run that unless I have his supernatural love constantly fueling me, encasing me, and overflowing through me. And what I mean by that is, hey God, I, I, I need you to fill me up with so much love that you have for me. I also need you to give me more love for you and then I need you to give you me oodles to love all the people, you know? And so um, the Bible was saying, I've read in the Bible before and I was like, what do you mean if I love you, I'll obey you? That, okay, that sounds, oh, shortcut. Give me enough love for you that I'll even wanna obey you. And he's like, okay. So everything is from him. There's nothing I came up with or that I'm so, no. No, I'm so not anything like that. No, I know myself. It's, oh, I get it. Okay, give me so much love for you that I'll wanna radically obey you through eternity and keep that measure going every day and then let's just do this, this thing that you call life coaching or you call being a wife or being a mom or being a stepmom. I have all these roles in my life, but I'm like, I can't sustain any of that really selflessly without this radical weapon of warfare called God's love. But the kind of love he runs, I literally have to have him put it in me mm-hmm. daily. Mm. And asking, I'm assuming, is it just ask but like i said in all the beginning kind of an early part of this talk was holy spirit i asked him for all the gifts and all the fruit 
and he gave it all to me. Do you think it's, it's just ask? Is it essential to keep on asking? Ask and keep on asking? I don't think God ever forgets, but I do think we do. So I've asked him about that. I'm like, why do we ever, do you ever want us to repeat the ask? Or do you ever, like, I had this, like, whole conversation with him, and he goes, oh, I never forget. The ask and the repeats for your sake, not mine. <laughs> and he says, so you ask away if that helps you get back to your faith and your strength. Yeah. He says, but, no, I'm never going to forget. He goes, everything you ask in my name and everything you ask will be given to you. He goes, that's just the way it is. He goes, when you don't see something manifest tangibly, he says, just keep waiting, keep looking. He says, but a lot of people will lose hope, go the other way, right before the blessing. Hmm. Often. Often, I would Yeah, imagine. they'll turn away. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I'm still there trying to pursue them. I'm still there going, hey, I love you, I love you. And, you know, in another scripture, I feel like people get screwed up in religion. I mean, this is one of the biggest screw-ups, just is when the word says, if you don't forgive your brother, I cannot forgive you. Mm -hmm. Or go forgive and then I'll forgive you. Or, you know, this, you know, if I'm paraphrasing. But it doesn't mean if you don't forgive, I'm going to hold back from forgiving you. So you go do what I say and then I'll think about forgiving you. That's not what it means. It means when you don't forgive someone and you hold on to unforgiveness, offense, because that's what offense is, it blocks his forgiveness from coming inside you. So it's not him withholding. So he's literally sitting there with this abundance of forgiveness and freedom, just sitting there. And we block it by holding unforgiveness and holding offense towards someone. It's like a block, it's a wall, it's a barrier. And he can try to flood us, but it literally repels his forgiveness when we harbor unforgiveness. Mm. But it's not tit for tat. It's not, oh, I'm gonna go ahead and withhold from you till you go do as I tell you to do. Mm -hmm. That doesn't what I mean. A lot of people get that mixed up mm -hmm. and they think, oh shoot, and that's part of that fear thing. Well, I better do this, I better do that, or God's not gonna forgive me. What? God already forgave you when he laid his, you know, his son down at the altar. It's like, do people understand? Jesus was the answer and the atonement for everything. So when the father sent his son, his name is Jesus Christ, and he laid down his life, that was the once and for all. It was like, we don't have to actually wonder if we're forgiven. We don't have to wonder if we have a passageway to eternity. We don't have to wonder. It's like, hey guys, figure it out. We all need a Messiah. I need a Messiah more than anyone. I signed up for the Messianic plan. I got a savior named Jesus Christ because I'm fully jacked up and I'm entirely flawed and I know it. So I need a whole lot of him that I may operate in this world with any form of love and compassion. Mm. So the deal is, is that forgiveness is a freebie. It's an expectation along with all these other gifts that we're talking about. That's like, to me, following Jesus 101. Mm -hmm. If I follow you, I'm one with you. If I'm one with you, I want your mindset. I want all your gifts. I want everything you got. And that's why the Bible illustrates this um, parallel between marriage, the bride and the groom. That's why it's laid out in the Bible. Oh, there's the bridegroom, Jesus, and then the church is the bride. Well, what's that about? Oh, it's a parallel. Okay, so 
if you're the bridegroom and I'm the bride, we're just saying the church and Christ, that means I got your last name. And if I got your last name, that means we're one. And if we're one, I inherited all that you have. And if I inherit all that you have, that means I have access to the whole kingdom of God. If I have access to the whole kingdom of God, then I have whole access to a whole realm of heavenly angels, all of the power and dominion and authority that the heavenlies hold. <gasps> That's why when I cast out demons, I say in the name of Jesus Christ, because I am one. Because he is my bridegroom, because we are one. You know what I mean? Like I realized, oh my God, no wonder there's a marital parallel. Because when you are one with him, there's nothing you're lacking and you have access to everything he is. And so that is why I really understood. I was like, oh, I get it now. Why you're the bridegroom, I'm the bride. And then marriage was supposed to be, and I know we all f fail miserably at it at times, or a lot of the world does, is the husband is supposed to lay his life down for his wife, like Christ did for the church. And then the wife, is supposed to submit to her husband as she does to Christ, but it's supposed to be in that order. It was never supposed to be out of context where the wife submits to the husband because he's power hungry and egocentric and she's like, I submit, and they lose all their feminine rights. It was not like that. It was supposed to be a man is gonna lay his life down for his bride and she feels so safe and secure emotionally that she just automatically just submits and respects and honors him. But that's why marriage on this earth was supposed to be a Rembrandt, a picture of who God is to the church. Mm. But it's all been kind of screwed up a lot. What do you think is the purpose of being a human? Why are we here doing this whole thing? <sighs> to love one another. That's really it. I really believe the ultimate purpose for everyone is to know the love of God so much for them that the automatic response to knowing his love for us and the affirmation that comes with it, the approval that comes from it, the intimacy, like the, it's like when you encounter God's love, the level of freedom, affirmation, strength, it's almost like you feel like this rock star. Like mm -hmm. out of that space to love and serve one another, mm -hmm affirm one another, empower one another, uplift one another, encourage one another, um, get excited to bless one another, get excited to share the blessing that we got so that you can get a hold of the blessing too, to always celebrate one another. And so the whole key to the kingdom that I've seen that multiplies people and gets people to the next level is unity. Mm -hmm. So if we can all come together and be unified and focus on similarities, not differences, and we really encourage one another to, oh, you could do it, you could do it. Where there's jealousy and envy and they're superior and inferior and compete and compare and contrast, that is where it's the demise of households or businesses, communities, uh, cities, counties, nations. It's all of that. It's there's this division running because it's all about compete, compare, contrast, inferior, superior, hierarchy. But the way the kingdom of God works it's no, it's unity. It's where you celebrate one another, you're for one another, and you don't worry about differences. You focus on similarities, and you, you serve one another to where it's like, not by preference, not by obligation, but it's by the excess of God's love that you already got all juiced up that morning. 
So it's not even about a sacrifice of living. It's a natural response to humans because you're all juiced up because you were asking Jesus what he thought about you and he wouldn't be quiet because he had so many good thoughts about you. He's literally showered me with so many good thoughts that I've said, wow, you're pretty chatty. And Jesus laughed and says, yeah, I am the word. <laughs> so if we all got that identity and that anchor and that stability, could you imagine if we all ran around this earth feeling and knowing the way God thinks about us? I mean, cemented how we would react to each other all day. Mm. We would just react to each other the way he reacts to us. And that's all humanity was designed, was to be intimate with God and out of that intimacy, love well. Mm. That's it. There is, there is no greater purpose. There's nothing greater I could be doing but to encourage each human that sits before me that they can do what they desire to do and what they are out to do and that they are good enough and they are capable, but supernatural strength will probably be the best choice if they really want to get where they want to get. Their natural strength is going to come to a limit and the universe is not the ultimate power source. Mm. Many people have dumbed down God and decide they're going to pray to the universe. And I'm like, listen, let me just tell you the straight up truth. The universe was created by God. The universe created nothing. Let me just go direct you to the source that created the universe, created you. It's the highest power, the highest source, and the highest dominion. And let's just cut through this crap. Because you can do your sage and your tarot cards and your mediums and all things. I'll let you do that. Who cares? I'm not trying to convert you. Do that. Just add unto the power and dominion authority of Jesus Christ also. And they usually let go of sage and mediums and tarot cards and all of that. But I have, I, I've dealt with all that realm coming in. And I'm like, do you? Add this. All that goes away. Because there is no greater source. There is no mm. greater power. There is no ever. Never will. Have you found, uh, in particular with the times that you've experienced people being healed, mm -hmm. uh, is there, what's the spiritual parallel there? Because I'm, I'm guessing that this physical healing mm -hmm. is, is a representation of something that's going on uh, in the programming, in the thinking, in the, in the energetic backdrop, uh, like, like yeah. Like that. Have you noticed something like that? Or what's your experience? Because you have firsthand yeah. you experience know what? of being, being the one that gets Ex to yeah. channel that, right? Yeah. I would say physical healing. I have seen all walks of faith, no faith. Um, I've seen people physically healed and it has nothing to do with their faith. But has everything to do with God giving me the certainty. So it has everything to do, and I, I, I'm, hear me out, because you know I'm saying this humbly, it's, it has everything to do with my faith. So I've had someone with no faith get healed because of my faith. My faith just came from the certainty that God's given me, that if I ask, he will show up and he will heal. And how that looks like, my favorite way of asking for healing is I'll stand people up right here in my office and I've always made a point I will not touch anyone and I will have nothing to do with the physical touch so that when they start to feel something it has nothing to do with me 
So what happens is I'll have someone stand there and I'll say, Holy Spirit, come. Because mind you, there's God, three parts, the Trinity. What do I know about the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit comes with dunamis power. Not only the gifts, the fruit, but the dunamis power of the Holy Spirit was the actual power that raised Christ from the dead. From the dead. The Holy Spirit. He also raised Lazarus from the dead. The Holy Spirit. So I was going to call on the Holy Spirit if I want healing, right? Because if he can raise the dead, he can probably figure out whatever the heck this person's got. So what I do is I have someone stand here and I say, Holy Spirit, I ask that you would descend upon, and I'll say their name, and I want you to start out, every time I have, have them, I said, I want you to start out doing chiropractic work on this person from the head to the feet. I want you to start to relax the neck. I want to relax the shoulders. I want you to remove all pinched nerves. I want you to align their spine. I want you to remove any anything in the lower back. I want you to work through the whole vertebrae and the sciatica where there is sciatic issues. I want you to remove that right now. I want you to go down their leg and I just, and they full blown start to move stretch and it's not natural the way i watch and it's not natural the way they're moving they know i'm not touching and they kind of go they sink into it and from that the mind starts to clear the body starts to loosen up they start to actually like hear some things from god all of a sudden it's like this gnawing headache they've had on and off for three days it was like something happens in their head then it's just like whoa i had sciatic issues hip issues all this uh it's gone i'm like yeah so that's how i do it mm -hmm. um so that it's all god all his glory nothing to do with me i don't need to be touching you i don't need to be taking credit for anything <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty cool to watch that is wonderful carpal tunnel somebody had came in with the like a wrap whatever they had carpal tunnel i'm like stand in the chiropractic office i always say that stand in the chiropractor i'm gonna do holy yeah. spirit chiropractor so it starts out chiropractic and yeah. then it turns into everything anything we ask and so i said you know i want you to heal the carpal tunnel and and sure enough took off the thing i was like wow whoa it works i'm like yeah it's like a sure thing so it's not about their faith so when you when you come in, is it usually a stimulus from a question from who you're with, and then things occur to you, and then you just go from there? Yeah, it's it's exactly. Someone sits like you are, uh -huh. and then I'll be like, "Hey, what brought you in?" That's it. Hey, what brought you in? They'll start to just open up. Well, I don't know. I just feel like you know. I just I'm not where I want to be in my job, or I just broke up with someone, and it's the same old pattern, or whatever. And probably within like, I don't know, three to five minutes of them just opening up, then I'll start to hear from the Lord his thoughts about them. And then as they continue to talk, he'll continue to share. And like I said, I know that I can, it's like I hear both. I'm fully there and somehow swinging it where I'm fully paying attention and paying yeah. attention. But it's really just as they speak, I engage their heart. And as their heart is being engaged, I engage his heart. So I'm taking his heart, engaging it with their heart, 
and just kind of marrying up the two. Yeah. And so that's it. To answer your question, I just said, what brought you here? That's good. And then it kind of opens up, yeah. So uh, pertaining to this this thing that I'm doing, Yeah. does God have anything to say about me or whatever this thing is that I'm doing? Yeah. Um, I would say, first I want to ask you a question. Um, when we were talking about the Holy Spirit chiropractor, were you experiencing anything? I saw you kind of going like this. Would, would you like to experience that or were you experiencing anything or what is it? Oh, I was, I was mentali- mentalizing. When mentalizing. You were, you were actually mo- mo- maneuvering because yeah. whether you want to do this on this platform or do this after we wrap, I definitely want to do that with you because sure. um, it will happen and it will be something we could even share with your audience or not. Yeah. Um, but that, yeah, we can do that. that's a sure thing. Um, as far as your journey, the deal is um, you have been, you've experienced a lot and you're very well taught and there's definitely some things that um, you're wanting to not, um, you're wanting to not be a part of your life that you indeed knew was part of the manipulation of religion and all of that. Like you absolutely had your fair share of being uh, mistaught or misled about the nature of God and the fullness of God. And that's clear to me. And it's clear to me that Jesus is excited to reveal the entireness of who he is with you and through you. And how um, it's one of those things that Awake is such a beautiful platform. But this platform was designed by him and you and him are going to uncover and discover so many things beyond what you're entirely knowing that you're set out to do. A lot more is going to be revealed and you're going to come into a full understanding. That's the best way I can explain. It's almost like your openness is beautiful, but what you're going to find in all your openness is you're going to find out there's a lot of wealth of truth you already knew. There's some things that definitely need to be deconstructed but there's a whole lot more left to know about him, but you and him are doing this together. And that, um, and that, um, what I'm hearing him say is that, um, you, you, Javon, remind me so much of myself is what he's saying about himself to you, about you. He says, Javon reminds me of me. And he's so much like me and we are so alike. There's so much about him. I just, I wouldn't change a thing. He's exactly who I've always wanted him to be and who he is, is we are so similar. And I love that. And he's like, I wouldn't change anything. He really, 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 it's so cute how he's saying that. He's so sweet. He's like, you and I are so alike. It's like, it's almost like, like, you know, you wonder like, oh, am I on track? How far am I off track? Am I, you know, whatever things could swirl. And he's like, oh, Javon's just like, like Javon, you remind me of me. Like you got, you and I are so alike. 
<laughs> I just love that. It's just sweet. Just making yeah, me emotional. Yeah. But there is a lot more to uncover about him, and there are some things to be deconstructed. And your openness is beautiful, but it will find yourself back to the original truth that you've always known, less the contamination. It's just what I... Mm, that's good. Yeah, but this whole thing was his idea. Seems like it. Mm-hmm. Totally. But he's excited you're doing it. And the reality of it is, is like I said, that's pretty cool. It's pretty affirming when Jesus is telling me, oh, man, him and I are so alike, and I'm <laughs> yes, digging on it. It's very complimentary. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but he said his first thought, I'm trying to remember exactly what he said. He said, you remind me of me. Mm-hmm. That's what he said, to be exact. The first thing he said when you asked me, well, what it up? He said, <laughs> I'll take it. That's it. That's enough said. You don't even That's need anything. <laughs> so what? What would? What would uh, Jesus say? Or the heart of God? Uh, what's the message that he would have anybody listening? <sighs> I think it was what we touched on is take a moment right now and ask Jesus to sit down and join them right where they're at and ask Jesus to speak to them and tell them who does he say they are and who does he say that he is. And if they feel they're not hearing anything or feeling anything or experiencing anything, then ask him to give them the ability to hear, to feel, to believe to know, to have certainty, to have, ask, just ask. If everyone just ask, renew my mind, take my thoughts, it will be done. It's just that we all must take the initiative to trade our thoughts out. It's the one thing I've heard God say over and over again, I'll do all the heavy lifting, I'll make everything happen. I will move heaven and earth on your behalf. I will make provision rain down. I'll create decision makers, decisions that will be in your favor. Like he's told me grand things. There's one thing he says he cannot and will not do for me or any human. And that is make us think a certain way. He goes, I will never, ever do that. He said, so you have to decide every day, all day, how you think. And if you want to think like me, ask. Everything else, he goes, I can plant a seed in a decision maker and your life can change like that with whatever you need to be moved around. If you want to have 20000 in the bank by two weeks from now because you're trying to close on a house, done. Cash is easy. The currency of this world, he said, is a joke. It's really about the way you think. I will not bombard you. I will not force. I will not anything. You get to sit back in your free will, all of you, and you choose the way you think. And that is a gift that I've given you, really, to have your own free will, your own choice. You want to ask me what I'm thinking? You want to ask me to give you my thoughts? I would love to. 
but that's truly the one thing you said I will never do for anyone is force them to think a certain way or apprehend their mind that they would do as I want them to do. He says, that's ludicrous. These are all my children. These are, this is all my creation. I long for my creation to just ask me for my thoughts about them, to ask me for my perspective and I will grant them it all. But when they run around choosing false sense of security in what they do for a living, again, the money they have in the bank, they want to anchor in fear and be worried about where is this world going? What is this pandemic gonna do to me? What is this gonna do to me? Oh no, oh no. He said that in itself carries its own weight and its own manifestation. He's like, if you wanna stop that and ask me, what do you think about the pandemic? What do you think about my life? What do you think about my aunt who has cancer? What do you think about, he says, I will tell you. He goes, I'm not unaware of the disease and disorder of the world. I'm not unaware of the pandemic and all the natural disasters. I'm aware of all of it and I care about all of it and none of it is my doing, none of it. And that's another religious issue that God must have inflicted this to make us better or God put a thorn in your side to make you closer to, no, no, no guys, no, 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 no. God hasn't caused any of this, hasn't done any of this. This has nothing. This is all by free will choice of man, human, that determine the outcome of our entire world right now. This is all free will. God chose that I have an answer. His name's Christ, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I'm giving to him as a free gift. Pursue that you have his mindset, his perspective, his love, his way. And that together with him, you guys can transform the world and love one another well. He says, I have an answer to all of this. But when you bow down to fear and you bow down to greed and pride and you're selfish and you operate in those ways, he goes, division, offense, unforgiveness, it's going to destroy you and the planet. And greed will abound, you know? So it's one of those things that God didn't do any of this and he's made it real simple if anybody was a parent oh my goodness if you're a parent and you're in that heightened love with your children oh my goodness just where you're so excited to bless them on Christmas morning or you're excited just to see their little shiny face in the morning how much more God looks at us and do we as parents truly do we want to like test our kids trick our kids inflict pain on our kids so that maybe they'll go closer to us Mm -hmm. No. How much more God is not like that? God does not do any of that. He gets blamed for so much. He doesn't do any of it. Like, we would never do that to our children. Where we're like, you know what? I'm going to actually, like, do something really bad so that you really want to get close to me. It's just not the way of the Lord. He doesn't do that. He just set up booby traps for us. Mm -hmm. Oh, that must have been a test from God. What? Sounds like the devil to me. I don't even know what you're talking about. You're blaming the wrong person. You're either blaming God and you should be either blaming yourself for having so much offense and unforgiveness that you're so blocked out, you don't even know that the love of God is trying to chase you down, but you're turning the other way, you know, and now you've caused division in your marriage because you're so darn afraid and you're super obstinate and rebellious and you're, it's like, this ain't God, this ain't God. So it's just really understanding, oh, a lot of people are like, well, if God, if there's really a God, 
that there's really a God? Why would there be so much issue and calamity? It's like, because humans created it. And there is a God. He gave us his son, Jesus Christ. Give Jesus a chance and he will show you there is a solution and an answer for your life in this world that does seem like it's falling apart. You could actually have hope. You can have a solution. You can actually have purpose. You can have passion. You can have all these things in the midst of the world falling apart with the answer, the solution that God already gave, Jesus Christ. We already have an answer. Amen. <laughs> uh, well, you're beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for your loving heart. And my uh, favorite subject. Your wonderful. Thank you. Your wonderful service. Thank you. And um, why don't we end with with your spiritual chiropractic? Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> Me too. Oh, I love that. <laughs> okay. You want, you want me to go stand over there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why not? Why change? Okay. Okay. So just relax like you are, your arms, and then just close your eyes and just kind of stand there and relax. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would descend upon sweet Javon, and I ask that you would do chiropractic work on him, and that you would start with the top of his head, and you would just release any tension in the neck, that you would tangibly manifest in such a way that he would feel your physical touch just work through his shoulders his arms that you would begin to work through his back that his vertebrae one by one that you would align his spine and any tension or pinch nerve or anything at all that you see to release that you would release from his back and that you would physically move him in his lower back and you would stretch and I want to remove have you remove anything at all like if there's anything within the sciatica anything within the his hamstrings You would just survey, examine, x-ray him from head to toe and that you would maneuver as you will, as you see. I want him to be physically touched, physically healed, anything at all in his organs, bloodstream, his red blood cells, his white blood cells, anything you see within his brain, everything you get to breathe on, anoint, heal, make right, make clean. It's just a free for all Holy Spirit. You get to apprehend every bit where he would need anything with a fresh clean breath in his bones ligaments tendons nervous system 
is adrenal cortex, esophagus, his kidneys, liver, lungs, heart. Holy Spirit, thank you for commissioning Javon. I thank you that you were commissioning him, that he moves from glory to glory, always going higher and higher high and lifted up, full, filled with your radical glory, your radical freedom, that he is a mouthpiece, he is a vessel, that he operates in the light and the goodness and the love of God, that there is no contaminants within his body, within his soul, that his spirit man is blessed and nourished, and that it's always high and lifted up, in full alignment, perfect alignment, divine health in every way, in every capacity, that his sweet spirit again be blessed and anointed and high and lifted up under you, God, and that his soul would follow his spirit and his body would then follow again in perfect divine alignment. And that he will continue to soar with this new platform, this new podcast, Awake, as well as being an anointed husband and father leader, speaker, that he would operate with radical, radical, unconditional love that he would feel from you, for you, and through you to all he come in contact with. And that he indeed is a superhero operating supernaturally with you and through you, that he is a superhero here on earth able to equip us all, teach us all, help us all transform, break through, go to new levels. Thank you for this medium of video, audio. Thank you for this idea that you've given him. Thank you that it's a tool to help the masses on a great scale that we can all come together and listen in and watch and be blessed, awake, that we would all be awakened, that we would all be awakened and we would all get fresh revelation, fresh understanding, a renewed perspective about our lives, our purpose, where we're going, what's important, what is the definition of real success, what is truly valuable, what is truly a priority? What does it mean to commune with God, hang out with Jesus, to really be free, to live in the truth, to live fearless, to be content? That that would all be revealed and understood easily and simply and that everybody that would watch and hear would be radically set free beyond a measure they've ever known. And it would begin here today with Javon 
at a whole new level that today would be the day of radical new beginnings and today is the day of salvation that all things old and washed away and all things new begin today at a whole new level commissioning a whole new commissioning and equipping and the Holy Spirit you would anoint him with all your gifts deposit all your fruit and rise him up with every tool in his tool belt every skill set that because he's one with you he can accomplish anything on demand whatever's needed at that time he will rise up and he will operate in that it doesn't matter if it's trained or known or experienced he will rise up on demand with whatever he needs to say or do and it immediately is possible and is with him and for him and it will be done there's nothing he cannot do there's nothing he cannot accomplish because he is one with you Holy Spirit Jesus Christ Heavenly Father the fullness of God the Godhead the Trinity he is one with the Trinity and he has everything he needs at his fingertips everything is on demand right there thank you for that thank you for your radical love thank you for thank you that you are opening his mouth and filling it holy spirit that you would gift him with his heavenly language being activated javon is first spirit he came from god's spirit his spirit was put into his mother's womb where his soul and his body were then developed. He's spirit, soul, and body. His first language is a spirit language. His second language is English. That you would activate his first language, spirit language, and that you would open his mouth and fill it. And he would begin to freely allow his spirit to speak, sing, pray, and do whatever it wants. And that would be another tool in his tool belt. That would be another weapon of warfare against the forces that try to come against him or his family or his journey here on earth that he would just, he would become a weapon of warfare. He'd be encased in your love, God. He'd operate in every gift. He'd be just filled with so much fruits, fruits of God that it would sustain him. Just an endless amount of empathy and compassion and patience. Just everything he needs will be done. And that everything will be accomplished. It is finished like the work of the cross what are you what are you experiencing mm. thank you I receive <sighs> yeah. what are you feeling Ah, uh, well, it feels very good. It's a, it's a very uh, meditative, peaceful state where yeah. I feel uh, like waves of of energy going like this. Yeah, I see it. I see it. It's just, it's a lot more than even what I asked for. What I thought it was where it started out. Like I said, the chiropractic, but what I saw was a commissioning. 
so what I spoke I hear and then I spoke and pray mm -hmm. but it was you were being like recommissioned and almost like you know how a knight takes the sword mm -hmm. and puts it on like the each shoulder mm -hmm. it was like that with you right now it was like you were being commissioned and equipped and like revered and like like a new title a new level mm -hmm. a new promote like all that was going on in my experience mm. that's good yeah I receive yeah thank you cool that was very cool do that I was saying anyone can do that I've learned that anyone who wants to just just stand up with intention next to your bed in a room next to a chair I don't care where you go just stand up with intention and be like Holy Spirit come and do chiropractic work on me Holy Spirit it's like descend upon me and physically tangibly manifest upon me and I say that deliberately so that you can like you experience physically feel the touch mm -hmm. It's a faith builder when mm. something physically is happening. Because when I was watching you, you were starting to move a little, like your feet were swaying a little. You were like, you could see the waves mm -hmm. going up and down. Yeah. And that's just as a faith builder. And that's why I want nothing to do with touching anyone. That's good. Yeah. Thank you so much for the day. Thank You're you for so welcome. your gift to me. Yes. And, uh, You're welcome. And to humanity, all of us humans. All of us humans. It's nice to have uh, mouthpieces from God. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So, uh, people can get a hold of you uh, as a life coach, as a Jesus Christ life coach healer. That seems like a good yeah, title. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they can call you, text you. Yeah, yeah. It's okay if I give Texting everybody your number? That's absolutely okay. 949-636-1100. Easy. Nine four nine six three six eleven hundred. Eleven hundred. Shoot me a text, and I'll always make time. Yep. Or Donella Trammell at yahoo.com. That's Donella D A W N E L L A T R A M M E L L at yahoo.com. That is correct. That's wonderful. Thank, well, thank you. you again so much. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Yay! That was fun. That was fun.